identification of endocrine disrupting chemicals acting on human aromatase. An article by Roberta Baravalle, Gianfranco Gilardi and others from University of Torino, Turin, Italy, BBA Proteins and Proteomics, 2018. Abstract. Human aromatase is the cytochrome P450, catalyzing the conversion of androgens into estrogens, playing a key role in the endocrine system. Due to this role, it is likely to be a target of the so-called endocrine-disrupting chemicals, a series of compounds able to interfere with the hormone system with toxic effects. If on one side the toxicity of some compounds such as bisphenol A is well known, on the other side the toxic concentrations of such compounds as well as the effect of the many other molecules that are in contact with us in everyday life still needs a deep investigation. The availability of biological assays able to detect the interaction of chemicals with key molecular targets of the endocrine system represents a possible solution to identify potential endocrine disrupting chemicals. Here, the so-called alkali assay previously developed in our laboratory is applied to test the effect of different compounds on the activity of human aromatase. The assay is based on the detection of the alkali product that forms upon strong alkali treatment of the NADP+ released upon enzyme turnover. Here, it is applied in human aromatase and validated using anastrozole and sildenafil as known aromatase inhibitors. Out of the small library of compounds tested, resveratrol and ketoconazole resulted to inhibit aromatase activity, while bisphenol A and nicotine were found to exert an inhibitory effect at relatively high concentrations, and other molecules such as lindane and four plasticizers did not show any significant effect. These data are confirmed by quantification of the product is thrown in the same reaction mixtures through ELISA. Overall, the results show the alkali assay is suitable to screen for molecules that interfere with aromatase activity. As a consequence, it can also be applied to other molecular targets of EDCs that use NADPH for catalysis in a high-throughput format for the fast screening of many different compounds as endocrine-disrupting chemicals. This article is part of a special issue entitled Cytochrome P450 Biodiversity and Biotechnology, edited by Erika Plettner. Gianfranco Gilardi, Luet Wong, Vlada Urlacher, Jared Goldstone. Introduction During the last decades, various human activities have contributed to increase the number of chemicals introduced in air, water and soil, with a consequent increase of harmful compounds present in the environment. A lot of concern is about the so-called emerging pollens, a series of compounds such as pesticides, cosmetics, personal and household care products, pharmaceuticals that have been recently detected, for example, in urban rivers, and that are potentially toxic for human health and environment. 
However, their toxicity, together with their concentrations and persistence in the environment, still need to be assessed through a combination of chemical and biological assays. In general, the toxicity of new chemical entities should be checked before their introduction in the environment. Thus, research and innovation should aim at the development of methods that allow to verify the toxicity of such compounds that are used in everyday life. Such methods should include high-throughput assays that allow the screening of several chemicals on key molecular targets in order to quickly identify the ones that are potentially harmful. Among others, the endocrine system is a well-known target for chemicals that are toxic for human health. The so-called endocrine-disrupting chemicals, EDCs, are a series of compounds able to interact with the hormone system by influencing hormone metabolism. They can disrupt the synthesis, secretion, transport, binding, action or elimination of hormones, including the ones that are responsible for behavior and fertility, resulting always in severe consequences for the reproductive and endocrine systems. EDCs include a huge variety of different molecules, from pesticides to plasticizers, pharmaceuticals, personal care products and dietary components, which have caught the attention of scientists in the last 20 years because of their widespread diffusion and incidence on human health. They are widely used for several daily applications, like medical devices, children's toys, as well as food and beverage packaging. They are raising much concern because of their possible solubilization and thus contamination, for example, of food products due to the non-covalent interactions between plastic materials and plasticizers. The molecular targets of such compounds are different proteins, including enzymes involved in hormone biosynthesis and hormone receptors. Among them, different cytochromes P450 are involved in stereogenesis, including human aromatase that catalyzes the conversion of androgens into estrogens, a step that can be crucial for the development of estrogen-dependent pathologies, such as breast cancer. The enzyme is also expressed in several regions of the brain, where estrogens are responsible for neurite growth and migration, and protection against neurodegenerative pathologies like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Thus, considering the central role human aromatase plays at the endocrine and neuroendocrine levels, a method for the fast and reliable screening of aromatase potential inhibitors can represent a step forward for the identification of EDCs. Up to now, the most widely used aromatase activity assay in cell lines as well as on purified protein is based on radio-labeled androsternodine. Such methodology implies the use of a radio-labeled substrate that is an expensive molecule that needs adequately equipped laboratories to be handled. Moreover, these methods cannot be adapted to high-throughput formats for the rapid screening of different molecules. Another possibility is the use of ELISA that quantifies estrogens, but again, these commercially available kits are quite expensive. Here, the so-called alkali assay is proposed as a method to apply directly on the purified recombinant enzyme sharing the same structural and functional features 
of the wild-type enzyme using its physiological substrate androstradione. The assay that was already successfully applied in the cytochrome P450 BM3 for the screening of libraries of substrates is based on the detection of the so-called alkali product that forms upon strong alkali treatment of the NAT-P plus released during enzyme turnover. More specifically, in the presence of sodium hydroxide, the NAT-P plus is firstly converted into an unstable pseudobase, a para-substituted NAT-P plus derivative that absorbs at 347 nm and decays in 1.5 hours. Upon condensation of the pyridinium and the ribose rings of the pyridinic coenzyme, a stable product, the alkali product, is formed absorbing at 360 nm and exhibiting a maximum fluorescence emission at 455 nm. The alkali assay is here applied to different molecules and data validated through ELISA quantification of the product formed. Results and discussion Binding of EDCs to RRM The binding of the selected EDCs to aromatase was first monitored through visible spectroscopy by following possible transitions of the solid peak. Most of the EDCs tested did not show any spin shift and the solid peak was found at 419 nm indicating that they are not able to displace the water molecule coordinating the heme ion and they do not coordinate heme ion themselves. Bisphenol A induced a little shift of the solid peak from 418 toward shorter wavelengths, whereas ketoconazole induced a shift from 418 to 421 nm, behaving as a type 2 ligand. In the case of bisphenol A, the different spectrum shows a peak at 410 nm and a true at 430 nm. Such behavior is known as reverse type 2B and it has been reported before for other cytochromes P450. In the case of ketoconazole, the different spectrum shows a peak at 435 and a true at 48 nm typical of type 2b ligands. Since it has previously been observed, the substrates and inhibitors in cytochromes P450 are not always detectable by visible spectroscopy because they do not induce any spin shift. Activity says are necessary to ultimately establish if a compound affects the enzyme activity. Study of the uncoupling of RRM the coupling between NADPH consumption and the product formation in cytochromes P450 can change from 1% to 95%. This is due to the formation of oxygen species, superoxide and ion radical, hydrogen peroxide and water, in the so-called uncoupling reactions. Thus, an assay based on NADPH consumption can fail to detect inhibition from a compound when the product formed is very low compared to the amount of NADPH used by the enzyme in the uncoupling reactions. For this reason, the uncoupling level of RRO reaction was first minimized 
and calculated as the ratio between the amount of products formed measured by HPLC quantification and the amount of net pH consumed in the same reaction mixture. In particular, since the electron transfer rates can affect the coupling level, different RRM-CPR ratios were tested and the coupling level was calculated. It was found that using a 1 to 1 RRM-CPR ratio, the coupling level was as high as 87%, whereas the production of H2O2 on the products of uncoupling reactions was estimated to be 17.3%. The coupling efficiency was also calculated using the alkali assay to measure the amount of NAD pH formed and the Elias assay to quantify the estrum formed in the same reaction mixture. In this case, RRM showed a coupling level of 79.3% and the production of H2O2 of 15.4%. The lower coupling efficiency calculated in this way can be attributed to the fact the ELISA say quantifies only the final aromatase reaction product, whereas with HPLC it is possible to take into account also the contribution of the two reaction intermediates that are present in the reaction mixture. In any case, the high coupling level found in RRM in our condition suggests the alkalized assay can be suitable for the detection of EDCs as aromatase inhibitors. Validation of the alkali assay using known aromatase inhibitors. In order to check whether the alkali assay is able to detect aromatase reaction and inhibition, the reaction with the substrate androstradione was carried out using the heat inactivated enzyme as a control before NAD pH addition. Figure 2a shows the alkali product is more than 10 times higher in the reaction mixture compared to the control. A strong impartial aromatase inhibitor were then selected. Anastrozole is a non-steroidal third-generation aromatase inhibitor used for the treatment of postmenopausal estrogen-dependent breast cancers, while sildenafil is a drug used for the treatment of erectile dysfunction was recently demonstrated to act as a partial inhibitor both for the recombinant purified and native enzyme. The alkali assay was performed in the presence of 1 micromolar of anastrozole or 20 micromolar of sildenafil and showed 67.3% and 26.2% inhibition on aromatase activity respectively. HPLC product quantification the presence of 1 micromolar anastrozole showed inhibition of aromatase activity by 84.2%, whereas estrone ELISA resulted in an inhibition of 76.9%. The low inhibition detected by alkali assay can be attributed to RRM uncoupling that was previously calculated to span between 13% and 20.7%. However, from a qualitative point of view, the alkali assay resulted to be able to detect inhibition using the strong inhibitory anastrozole. As for the partial inhibitor sildenafil, the alkali assay was able to detect 26.2% inhibition on aromatase activity, 
lower by 9% when compared to the value detected by HPLC quantification and ELISA and reported to be 35%. Nevertheless, even in the case the alkali assay was able to detect aromatase inhibition by cylinder field. Screening of ADCs on aromatase activity by alkali assay and ELISA. A series of compounds known to be introduced in the environment from different sources such as food, smoking or plastic material were then chosen and tested on RRM using both alkali assay and ELISA. They include EDCs known to inhibit aromatase activity, EDCs with controversial data on the action on aromatase activity, and EDCs with unknown effect on aromatase activity. Both alkali assay and ELISA showed the resveratrol and ketoconazole significantly affect the activity of human aromatase to a different extent. In the case of resveratrol, the formation of alkali products and thus the consumption of NAPDH were increasingly inhibited in a concentration-dependent manner to a maximum of 78%. These data were validated by ELISA that showed an almost complete abolishment of aromatase to NOVA, since in the presence of 100 micromolar resveratrol, the enzyme retained only 6% of its activity compared to control reactions, in line with what was previously observed by Wang and Jung. These results suggest that some compounds may act also by disrupting the coupling between NAD-PH consumed and product formed. Moreover, it should be always taken into account that ELISA quantifies only the final product is thrown and does not take into account the reaction intermediates that require NADPH as well to form. In the case of ketoconazole, 100 micromolar, the alkali product formation was decreased by 68%. A strong quantification by ELISA showed an even higher inhibition on aromatase activity when used at a final concentration of 100 micromolar. This data confirmed that both resveratrol and ketoconazole are potent aromatase inhibitors and, as a consequence, they can exert a strong endocrine-disrupting activity by decreasing the concentration of the estrogen sexual hormones. Resveratrol a polyphenol naturally present in grey peel was proven to inhibit aromatase activity with an IC50 of 25 micromolar in MCF7 breast cancer cells and 25 micromolar in JAK3 cells. Also, ketoconazole and imidazole showing antifungal activity was found to inhibit human aromatase by 50% at the concentration of 30 micromolar in H295R cells, even though the molecule is currently used for the treatment of mycosis also in pregnant women. The alkali assay was then applied on the purified enzyme in the presence of increasing concentrations of known EDCs acting on different targets. Bisphenol A, BPA, a ubiquitous environmental contaminant used for the production of epoxy resins, lindane, the main component of shampoos against lies, and nicotine, BPA was found to decrease the amount of estrone formation in a concentration-dependent manner. 
Lindine showed some inhibition on human aromatase both by alkali C and ELISA. The however was not significant, whereas nicotine shows a concentration-dependent inhibition that resulted to become significant at a concentration of 100 micromolar, where a 20% and 35% inhibition was detected by alkali C and ELISA, respectively. Even though all the three compounds have been classified as ADCs, it exists some controversy regarding their relationship with human aromatase, since it is not clear whether these molecules act on aromatase expression levels or if and at which concentration they play some inhibitory effect on enzyme activity. Lindane and BPA were previously proven to modulate aromatase activity in a dose-dependent manner, inject 3 cells and transfected E293 cells. Nicotine, indeed, was reported to increase the serum concentration of testosterone in female fetus and newborns. According to our data, bisphenol A and nicotine are aromatase inhibitor, whereas lindane does not exert an inhibitory effect on the enzyme. The last molecules that were tested were four compounds commonly used as plasticizers. They are defined as suspected endocrine disrupting chemicals for the concern they are nowadays raising because of their possible solubilization and thus contamination of food and beverages. The four phthalates were found not to decrease the activity of human aromatase exception made for DIDP that only at the final concentration of 100 micromolar produced a 24.2% inhibition on enzyme catalysis. Docking for RRM with ADCs The in silico approach was first validated by docking the substrate under stodione into the crystal structure of RRM. Figure 4a shows an almost complete superimposition of the substrate and the crystal structure and in the best pose resulted from the docking simulation. Then the docking was performed on the compounds previously tested by alkali SA and ELISA and the results are shown in figure 4. The binding energy values show that all the compounds tested can fit into the catalytic pocket of human aromatase with ketoconazole having the highest binding energy. This compound was found to induce a small shift to a longer wavelength, suggesting a type 2 spectrum involving the direct coordination of a nitrogen atom to the heme iron. The best talking post shows that N2 of the diazole moiety is the closest atom to the heme iron. The state indicates that the compound tested can accommodate into the active site of the protein and can potentially inhibit aromatase activity. However, due to the high affinity of the enzyme for its physiological androgen substrates and to the fact the binding of these compounds is weak as suggested by the absence or the presence of pro-spin shift, most of them can be easily displaced from the active side of the protein exerting no inhibition or only partial inhibitory effect, exception made for ketoconazole. Conclusions The alkali SA was successfully applied on the recombinant purified form of human aromatase 
for the identification of compounds acting as enzyme inhibitors and, more in general, as potential endocrine-disrupting chemicals. The results show that the method can be used as a technique to be applied in a microliter plate format for the rapid fluorometric detection of NADPH plus released during enzyme turnover. Despite the alkali assay is an indirect measurement of the aromatase activity, it is a cheap method that can be applied to other NADPH-dependent enzymes that are potential molecular targets of EDCs, including the other cytochromes P450 involved in stereogenesis. Moreover, the assay uses a physiological substrate androsteronodione that exhibits KM values reported to be in the nanomolar low-micromolar range difficult to reach by non-natural substrates that have been already used for fluorometric assays to detect aromatase inhibition in high-throughput formats. This assay represents a first test to identify potentially toxic compounds since their endocrine-disrupting activity should then be confirmed by in vivo experiments. It has also to be taken into account that aromatase-inhibiting ADCs can act by altering aromatase expression due to the lack of the negative feedback exerted by estrogens through the hypothalamus pituitary gonadal axis. For this reason, the assay should be combined with other techniques detecting possible ADCs-induced changes in aromatase levels. However, the alkali assay can represent a step forward in the development of reliable methods that are nowadays required to assess the endocrine-disrupting activity of environmental chemicals. Thank you for listening to this article. For more articles, please follow me on all podcast platforms or on Twitter.